morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, 1.37 p.m. Thanks for getting your day started with the 7.31 a.m. podcast. My name is Bo Templin. Thank you for listening to the show. Today is Thursday, October 20th, 2022. On 7.31 a.m. today, we have a story in entertainment. We got three stories in sports and then we're gonna have a little bit of an nft story as well as you know some of the stuff is a little bit on the shorter side but definitely want to get all into it um as i said today is thursday october 20th we're gonna say happy birthday to john krasinski jim from the office and we're gonna say happy birthday to snoop dog incredible incredible birthdays i mean i this is fantastic so snoop tried quitting weed in the early 2000s but that uh did not last very very long he was also banned from australia for a year in 2007 but that was lifted in 2008 and then this is maybe my favorite fun fact about snoop dogg there's a lot of really interesting stuff about him but he was actually one of the final guys that tupac worked with before he was shot so the song two of america's most wanted incredible track incredible incredible track it was released in 1996 and then just very very shortly after Tupac was shot so that song was actually one of the final songs that Tupac released while he was alive and, and Snoop Dogg and him have a great collaboration on that song we will go over into entertainment we got a story from Charlie in NFTs that he will get to later on in the show but we're going to start today in entertainment entertainment and Black Adam reviews are out the movie is out later today black adam hits theaters today this is the movie with dwayne the rock johnson i have been talking a lot about this movie the early reviews are in with people seeing the advanced screenings over the last couple days and this is not unfamiliar territory it's been getting some mixed reviews and with some of the previous lesser known superhero movies kind of like venom think about venom real quick that movie was getting some mixed reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. And now the debate all week long has turned into, well, what do we trust about Rotten Tomatoes? Do, do we trust it at all? Does it provide any value? This or that? I don't think that mixed reviews necessarily, it, it does not infer a lack of success for the film. For Venom, which got mixed reviews, I mean, the movie still hit a billion dollars. That is absolutely insane. I expect Black Adam to be a monster success i i think this movie is going to do really really well maybe i'm incorrect maybe i'm wrong we'll report back on monday as the movie gets its first weekend numbers in but i am very very curious to see how this movie does this movie has gone all in they've put the chips in the center of the table with advertising advertising marketing all that jazz dwayne the rock johnson is doing his promo no doubt about it uh very excited to see this movie uh but the mixed reviews are certainly interesting Let's head on over into sports. Sports. The NFL announced a Black Friday game for 2023. So in 2023, next year, the NFL is going to be broadcasting a game on Black Friday following the three Thanksgiving Day games that we're accustomed to and love so very much. The game's going to be broadcasted on Amazon. And this is just genius from Amazon. This is genius, genius marketing. Who's biggest competitor amazon the biggest competitor to amazon 
is Black Friday. People go into stores, they're going shop, and they're seeing the deals at the retail stores. That is their biggest competitor. So what do you do? Get the people to stay at home. How do you do that? By watching NFL football, of course, ordering the items online on Amazon. This is just really, really, really genius. Very, very interesting stuff from the NFL and Amazon. Uh, I, I'm following Amazon's involvement in the NFL very, very closely. I think it's an interesting story as it develops. Next story in sports, Hangman Adam Page injury. During the Dynamite show for AEW on Title Tuesday, as you guys know, we are wrestling fans over here. Hangman Adam Page was facing John Moxley, and then midway through the match, the two kind of had to start improvising as the show got off script. But in that confusion, Moxley ended up hitting Adam Page with a clothesline, and he was knocked out unconscious. It's a really scary sight to see, actually. AEW, though, said that he went to the hospital, he was discharged, and this is all very good news. This is a great reminder that Payne does not know the difference between real and scripted and that these wrestling shows can be very, very dangerous. Third story in sports, Saints versus Cardinals Thursday Night Football. So I, I, we've been providing a lot of bets on 7.31 a.m., uh, bets that you can follow along to kind of stay involved with what I'm doing. There are so many injuries in this game, and it is a Thursday night game, so it's just a short week of rest. I think we need to wait closer until the game to place this bet. So a couple things, though, here worth noting. The Cardinals running backs dinged up across the board. We will be getting the return of DeAndre Hopkins, who has been suspended through the first six weeks of the season because of PEDs. Marquise Hollywood Brown is out indefinitely a huge blow for the Cardinals obviously that's going to be saved by the return of Hopkins but is Hopkins playing 100% of the snaps like what can we really expect out of him if Hopkins isn't 100% are there guys who can maybe see a lot of output kind of coming their way in, in yards receiving Taysom Hill for the Saints has been a really big part of their offense I mean a massive part especially over the last two weeks he has had I believe over 30 yard runs in three weeks of the NFL season. So over half the weeks this year, he has over a 30 yard run. Really interesting stuff. Um, Saints versus Cardinal. Hopefully these games, this game can be a little bit more interesting as previously the Thursday night football games have been stinkers. These games have not been very fun to watch. Uh, we've had the Broncos and we've had the Commanders versus the Bears, it, it, it's been pretty ugly on Thursday night. Um, Cardinals riding an eight-game losing streak at State Farm Stadium. Going back to October of last season, going just one and seven against the spread in that span. I want to shout out my boy, Nick Lamb. Uh, definitely worth a follow for all betting-related stuff, but he is the man. And uh, we've been chit-chatting a bit about some of the betting content and he's been a, a great, great help. So I'm going to hand things off over to Charlie, who's got an NFT story for y'all. And take it away, Charlie. Collectibles. Yeah, thank you, Bo. A fun profile that I published um, yesterday uh, about G-Money and his Project 9DCC, a Web3 luxury fashion house. 
Um, I can talk about the project a little bit, but then there's just a couple parts of our conversation that I thought were interesting. Um, if this seems interesting, go ahead and read the full story. It's a very fun one. Um, but so if you don't know the name, G-Money was a huge name in Web3 last year and throughout this year. Um, he was one of the first big, I would guess, I guess the term could be influencer for what he was in the space. Just kind of uh, he had a, a famous crypto punk um, and then has been behind a lot of really incredible projects. Um, and then this year he launched uh, this Web3 luxury fashion house called 90CC. They've done one collection so far, iteration one. Um, it's this black t-shirt that people are starting to receive now. But um, you can read the whole article for more details about the project. Really, I want to talk about a couple of the things that he spoke to me about that I thought were really interesting in light of the fact that I think that there are a lot of interesting use cases for NFT tech in fashion that are, in my opinion, more interesting than PFP projects and things like that, like are, are just a more interesting way to rely on the technology. Um, and so one of the things that he talked about that I thought was super interesting in the section of the article, what's exciting about the future of Web3, um, is a couple of things. He talks about the fact that you can use that the idea is that eventually you could be able to use uh, fashion pieces, sneakers, whatever, that are verified on the blockchain as collateral for other purchases, um, which is something that you're able to do with crypto. But you people, there are collectors, fashion sneaker collectors, who have collections worth thousands and thousands or maybe hundreds or millions of dollars that it's effectively worth worthless unless they sell it. They can't use it as collateral, take out a loan on it or anything like that. It's effectively worthless until it's sold. Um, but so uh, he was talking about the way that you could use it as collateral if it's stuff that's verified on the blockchain. And I just want to read a little quote from him. So going on from what I was just discussing, he says, that is dead stock that is definitely sitting there. They're never going to wear it. At some point, they plan on or hope to sell it for a profit in the future. They don't have access to that capital right now. In order for them to get access to that capital, they have to sell the product with a high transaction cost. What if they could store that in a centralized facility that can then offer an NFT that they can then use as collateral on an NFT lending protocol? I think you're going to just see the rise of sneaker lenders or fashion lenders as a category, as an asset class. Oh yeah, a Yeezy sneaker is worth a thousand bucks. I want to get a $200 loan against it. I don't necessarily want to sell the sneaker, but I do want to unlock some capital. Because we all know the collectability of a piece made by Virgil or a special piece made by Margiela that holds high regard in certain circles. And now you could have access to this extra financing technique and access to 24-7 global, global liquidity. Um, which I think is super interesting. And then the other thing that we talked about is just the fact that in sneaker culture, such a big part of the culture forever has been verifying authenticity. Um, and ideally, if eventually maybe people start selling sneakers using blockchain tech for authentication, then you don't need to go to a guy who checks and is like, oh, this is a real sneaker. You could just, it could be verified and there could be a chip in the sneaker that verifies that it's linked to that transaction on the blockchain. And you know for sure that that is the authentic version of the piece. Um, and then one of the other things we talked about that I thought was fun was this Margiela show, this Maison Martin Margiela show from 1989, um, where it was when Margiela was just getting started. And he did this show in Paris, in like kind of the outskirts of Paris on this playground um, where all the kids who played on the playground were like at the show. Um, go look in the article. There's an Instagram post in there that shows pictures from it. Um, but it just shows this way that he really like tried to make his shows initially not this sort of like high fashion divide so he brought in the community it took place in the community um it was a really cool show and, and g money just talked about how he thinks that like web3 fashion his project is in a lot of ways democratizing fashion and trying to bring it to the community um and he was very inspired by the marcella show overall it's a cool story um if you're interested in web3 fashion fashion in general um or nfts i think that this is a nice i think that there's a nice piece to show people who are skeptical about nfts to explain how the technology can be used in ways other than buying eight pictures
that'll do it for today's episode of 7.31 a.m. For more details on these stories and more, let's head to 137pm.com. Follow 137pm on all social media platforms. Hop into the Discord where you can go kind of chat with us. Be part of La Familia. We will be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious.